resilience as a response to resistance and almost losing my family in a flash flood on episode number 247 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful, and this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. Pleasure and a privilege to have you with me today here on This is the Podcast, where you and I get together and chat a little bit about things that matter, about things that have to do with helping you to get through adverse life events and to come to your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. This is episode number 247. We're talking today about resilience as a response to resistance. did want you to know that it's a pleasure and a privilege to have you with me, coming to you from my home office in the loft just outside of Indianapolis, Indiana, a beautiful sunny but cold January day, and look forward to serving you for a few minutes here today. I come to you for the background in Christian ministry, 42 years in ministry and a doctoral degree in transformational leadership, and over 240 episodes of this podcast, which are designed to help you to grow through what you go through. You can head over to drbradmiller.com to get those back catalog of episodes and the drbradmiller.com slash 40 day away to get our resource for you, which is the guide to help you to create your PLP, your Promise Life Plan, and learn about our ACTS plan, A-C-T-S plan. The A is for action. The C is connect with a higher power. T is to think with discipline. And the S is to serve others with love. We can teach you a little bit about how to do just that. This is episode 247. We're going to talk about resistance and resilience and how one is response to the other. It comes to you, I come to you after spending a couple of episodes talking with Melissa Riley. Hope you heard those episodes, 245 and 246, where she talked about her situation. She is a, a mom without a mom, and she's a psychologist and a mom coach, where she talked about the situation where she grew up with a, older, a mother and an older sister and a younger sister. And all three of those women in her life passed away. All of them were gone by the time she was in her mid-20s. And when she came to be a mom herself in her mid-30s, she found herself without women in her life and her nuclear family. And that became a problem for her to deal with when she had children of her own, dealing with postpartum depression, a number of other things. And she found herself being pushed up against by the this problem, a problem that I like to call the resistance. And I think she found then the way to deal with that was by creating a community of people to understand that she had to be very intentional about being resilient in her life, about finding women to build a community with and to to 
make uh, to express her grief properly and to do what she had to do to deal with the resistance to that pushed on her from these things. Great stuff. Hopes that you go to that. I want to tell you a story here today about when I found literal resistance in my life. In fact, it was a strong current that came into my life and almost swept me and my whole family away. One of the things my family did when we were was take vacations together and we would go whitewater rafting on several occasions. We were down in Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains there, and this was a calm day, and we went whitewater rafting. In fact, it was such a calm trip that our youngest son was only five years old at the time. And we went on the most mildest trip you could go that a five-year-old could go on. So we strapped him in and our other two kids and my wife and I, and we were in a boat with about three or four other people. There was about, I think, eight or nine of us in this rubber raft together. Very calm, very pleasant, just a float down the river. But there were deer cliffs on both sides. It was very beautiful. It was just idyllic. We're about an hour into about a three-hour three-hour raft ride when storm clouds brewed up. And i never seen quite like it. We were hit by a deluge. A thunderstorm broke open and we were hit with a deluge of rain like I have never experienced before or since, really, in such a massive amount of water in such a short amount of time. And it created a flash flood. And all of a sudden, our pleasant little ride turned into a literal whitewater rafting trip down a raging river with little, our five-year-old son wasn't the only little kid with us, with little kids with us. And these, they, we had a team of two rafts and we went cut, going down the river and the guides were trying to help us, but we end up having to ground the rafts at a little sandbar on the side of the, on the side of the river that, and we put the rafts above our heads to protect ourselves for a little while. And we stayed there for probably an hour underneath these rafts with little kids and the situation as you might be able to imagine. And it became, when the rain cleared just a little bit, it became clear what we had to do. We had to get across this river and we could look across the river and there was a road over there and there was a little trailer off in the distance. We had to get across this river and get our kids across there. So myself and a couple other men who were there, we took it upon ourselves then to wade through the river, which was chest and neck deep with the current pushing against us and to take these rafts with our little kids in them and our spouses and else and to literally walk through the river across to the other side. And that current was pushing upon me and the other fellows. And, but we had a goal to go. We had a place we needed to go. We knew we needed to get across this river to that road and to that little trailer over there in order to save our families. And it was, we'd look, about, look back up on this story with a lot of fun, but at the moment it was pretty serious stuff because this river was raging up against chest high, neck high on me and the other men. And we had little kids with us and it was raining and it was a serious situation. But you know, we had complete and total motivation to get across that river to the other side. And that resistance of the current was not going to stop us from doing what we had to do to save our families. So we got through the resistance of the river in order to get through 
be resilient in this prospect. And our kids and our families were great in this whole prospect. Everybody knew it was a pretty serious situation. We got through it together to get to the other side. And eventually, we make, all of us got across the river to the promised land, as it were, and we made it there. And we got, and a, a van was called, and we made it out of that predicament. But it didn't take, it didn't come without some scary times. And we had to be resilient and to get through the situation at hand. I want to share with you a little bit about a book I read a while back. It's called Do the Work by an author by the name of Stephen Pressfield. He wrote a couple of books. He's written a whole bunch of books. Wrote a, a play that wrote a book that was made into a movie called The Legend of Beggar Vance. He's written some books, fictional books. But he also written a couple of books about writing and about this topic he calls the resistance. The resistance, which is any force that is looking to take you out, any force that wants to kill you and keep you away from your dreams. And he says this, and he wrote this book in 2011. I took some notes about it. And some of the things he said is that the resistance is that is which is going to take you away from that which you want to be about. And it's not rational. And it is your enemy. And it wants to kill you. And it's all about self-loathing and perfectionism, procrastination, addiction, distraction, timidity, ego, narcissism. And those types of things. And anything you want to do that's worthwhile, resistance is going to try to keep you from doing it. It's invisible. It's insidious, he says. It's infallible. It never sleeps and it plays for keeps. It wants to keep you away. It is irrational. And what do you do to respond to it? That's what he talks about. He talks about in his book about how you respond to it. You have to respond to this forces that want to keep you from your promised life, your promised land, with faith and with passion and stupidity, he calls it, and stubbornness. I'm reminded of the biblical story of the children of Israel who Moses took from slavery in Egypt under Pharaoh to what was called the promised land. It took 40 years to get there, but in order to get to the promised land, the land of milk and honey, of plenty and sustenance, they had to get through the Red Sea. And the Red Sea was opened up for them, but the currents were there and they had to push back the currents or the resistance of Pharaoh's army was chasing them and the resistance of people who would deny him and hold them back and the Waters were held back. The resistance was there in all those ways. And Moses had to be persistent and resilient to help lead the people through that and get through that. And eventually, not without a lot of terrible, tough, ridiculous times, they were resilient and they got through the desert, got through the wilderness experience to the promised land. Now, friend... I love you, and I want, to, I want to share with you that you have to have some of the same stuff here. You have to be resilient in your life because there are forces that are working against you and want to keep you from your promised life, peace and prosperity and purpose. They want you to be lost and be devastated. 
The press field calls it rewriting your life. And I would like to say it is about re about being resilient in your life and having that goal to go through. That's what I would like to invite you to be thinking about here today. As we learn some lessons from, from our guest uh, in our uh, previous podcast, uh, Melissa Riley, her story was incredible of getting through the postpartum depression by choosing to connect with other people, grieving appropriately, connecting to a higher power. That's what she did. And myself and my kids and that rafting trip and our families, we were praying hard underneath that raft for an hour. We were waiting to get through. We, but we had to take action. We had to get through it. So here's what I, here's three points I want to give you that I think may just be helpful to you in the process of helping you to have resilience in your life to get through the things, the resistance that wants to hold you back and wants to crush you. Resilience. Number one, you need the power of that promised life, the emotion of that promised goal to draw you, to be an attraction thing for you. Okay? For Melissa, it was the promise of being a good mother to her children, even though she didn't have a mom of her own. For me and my family, it was getting to the other side of that river. For Moses, it was getting through the Red Sea. What is it for you? What is it that draws you? It has to be emotional. It has to be powerful. It cannot be just a minimalistic thing. It has to be a gigantic thing. You have to leverage and ramp up the big why here. I like to call it the promised life of peace and prosperity and purpose. Peace means you want peace of mind. You want to have some clarity. You want to have that sensibility in your mental health. And prosperity means you've got your physical health. It means you've got the resources that you need in your life. And purpose means you're living for something greater than self. You can do this, but that's what I mean to pull, to pull you through. It might be getting through cancer. It might mean having a great marriage. It might mean having some financial, getting a new job or some financial goals. What is the big why that pulls you through that has to draw you out? That's number one. What's your promised life to draw you? The number two thing is having the presence at hand in mind as you go through this of how bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? And that's drive, okay? If the first point is about a draw to draw you, this next point is about drive. You have to have the energy and the resources and the will to do it. See, for Melissa, for instance, one of the things that she did is she purposely sought out relationships with other women. She called them wise women that she drew around her to be her resources because she didn't have a mom. She didn't even have sisters to be her resource when she needed the resource of women to be a, she was being a mom herself. In my case, I got together with the other, other men in this group and the other, the whole, the families, and we made a plan because we knew we couldn't wait there forever on the edge of that river. We made a plan and we got after it and we got out on the river up to our necks and we went after it. You have to have the drive and the energy, the physicality, the emotion to get you through. That's drive. So the first point is draw. What draws you? 
What's your goal? The second point is what drives you. And the third point, I think this is an important one, is what about the people impacted by what you're about? That is who depends on you. That's the D of depends. Think about that. Allow yourself the responsibility and the luxury, if you will, and the opportunity to serve people that you love or serve people that are dependent on some of the decisions that you make. Melissa, Dr. Riley, had a children of her own to deal with now. She had responsibilities there. She could not stay stuck in her depression and be a good mother to her children, her children. Based out, she couldn't just stay stuck in the situation she found herself, the circumstances she found herself in. And myself and the other folks in this rafting trip, we could not. We had little kids who were dependent on us. I had a five-year-old son, and at that I had a five-year-old son and a eight-year-old son and a thirteen-year-old daughter with me, and uh, my wife and these other people, little kids as well, depended on the decisions that we made. Dependent the decisions that we made. And Moses, the children of Israel, he had this whole nation that was dependent on the decisions that he made. You need to feel appropriate pressure, I think. Pressure is not always a bad thing. It's a good thing. The appropriate pressure to serve those who are in your life. So what are you going to do? I want to encourage you to choose to be resilient because it is a choice. Choose to be resilient in your life. Because resistance wants to kill you. It wants to take you out. And you just got to go big. You got to go big or go home. That's what we need to do. And uh, Pressfield talks about rewriting your life. I want to say ramp up your resilience. So let's go through those things one more time. To build resilience in your life, what are you going to do? The power of the goal or your promised life to draw you, what goes going to draw you, attract you, what are you going to, what's going to drive you, the emotion of the moment, how bad do you want to do this, and then the D, the next D is depend on who, what people depend on you. That makes all the difference. It's all about love and caring. I call this the, I call the process, I like to use the ACTS plan that helps you get there. The idea is to identify the problem, whatever it is, the adversity we like to call here um, beyond adversity, and then to get beyond that. How do you get beyond that? You take, first thing you do is you take action. That's the word acts, A-C-T-S. The letter A is to take action, whatever it is. Moses had to actually get the people together and leave to go to the Red Sea. How they get through the Red Sea, they didn't know. My mother met on this rafting trip. We literally didn't know when we stepped on that river if we were going to sink to the bottom, if the river, which was raging, was if it was 15 feet deep or whatever, we were able to walk across it. But we didn't know. We thought we might have to swim for it. But you got to get out there and you got to get wet. Okay? Melissa decided to take action as well. What are you going to do? That's the A, the action. You got to move. Yeah, get off your rear end and do something. Take some action. The C in the word of Acts is to connect with the higher power, to be prayerful, okay? To be prayerful or to connect with the power greater than self, all right? That's what we're talking about here. 
Melissa found a home in a church family. Part of her faith development was a part of the process. Me, I'm a praying person. Moses was a praying person, went up on the mount to get the Ten Commandments. Some of you know the story. Whatever it is for you, connect with something deeper, an inner life, a prayer life, journal, other things that you can do that in that way. So that's the A is to take action. The C is connect with higher power. The T is to think with discipline. That's your process. What are you going to do? For Melissa, she began a process of having a what's appropriate grief. How do you design a support system? And then how do you expect to be resilient in the process of learning that moving forward? For me and the other gentleman at the in the rafting trip, we developed a plan. We had to get across that river. Some of us did at least to get to that get that trailer across the way and call for help. What's it going to be for you? What's your process? You got to have a process here. It's not all about emotion only. It's about a process. What are you going to do? So that's the A's to action, the C, connect with higher power, the C, to think with discipline. You got to have discipline here. And the S is serve others with love. Okay? That's Moses loved his people, got them through the, to the promised land eventually, even though he didn't see it himself. Melissa loved her own kids enough to do whatever it took to serve them. In my case, love my own kids and so on. Serve others with love in order to get through to that promised life. And guess what, everybody? I love you too. I love you too. And I want to help teach you and help to love on you a little bit to help you to get through whatever whatever problems that you have, whatever resistance that you have in your life in order to have the resilience that you need to get through it. We have here at, at my website, drbradmiller.com, now two, over 240 episodes of this podcast where we look to help you to deal with adversity. We define adversity as the five D's of adversity. Depression, anything to do with mental health related things. That's the D of depression. Divorce, the D of divorce, which is not only marital divorce, any problems related to relationships. Could be in the family, it could be workplace related, could be with somebody else. So that's depression. There's divorce. The third one is disease health-related things. Right now, I'm dealing with cancer myself. That I have to deal with that. What are you dealing with? You got to get through that. Health-related things can bring you down and they can be a point of resistance if you allow them to, to be. So depression, divorce, disease, debt, financial-related things. Money is a factor, right? We always, we got to have that resource. Money and other resources, if we allow them to, can drag us down. They can be a huge resistance. We have great people on our podcast to speak to these issues, financial management, and how it relates, how it's all interconnected, integrated with our emotional and our spiritual life as well. And then the big E is death, the D for, for death. That's end of life issues, the death of a loved one or own mortality to deal with that. It scares people, some scare some of us to death, really. But we help you deal with that, end-of-life issues as well. I'm here to help you. I have a background as a pastor, 42 years as a pastor, a doctoral degree in transformational leadership. I can help you. Part of what I teach here today is what that's about. But I would love to bring in these guests to help you as well. Why? Because I love you. I love you and I care for you. And if we can help you, 
get on our mailing list there at drbradmiller.com and we'll see what we can do. Let's work on this together with other resources as we go on down the road. We invite you to check us out every week here on the Beyond Adversity podcast as we help you to navigate adversity in your life and to grow through whatever it is that you go through. So until next time, good people, this is Dr. Brad Miller, and I invite you to always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.